should be recording. Yeah, we're on. All right, man. Well, this is our uh, the first episode of the podcast with Mike and Jason. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And we're here to bring you our, I guess, our opinions and our outlooks on, I guess, everything. Right now, we're just concentrating mostly on old school wrestling and old school wrestling angles. But you never know, man. We may go into other pop culture things music movies who knows who knows yeah, you know we can touch and touch everything just whatever yeah you know, just <laughs> if, it, if it's cool if it's not cool yeah we're, we're gonna get to it yeah, we'll talk about it man now basically we're just doing what we do all the time anyway we're just putting a microphone to it so. yeah <laughs> pretty much putting our opinions out there yeah for whatever are. they're worth <laughs> Also, it never really stopped us from doing it anyway, exactly. so we figured, hey, we might as well record it. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody out there will actually listen to this shit. God bless you. I know. Um, they might. Hey, man, you know, before uh, before we get uh, too deep into it, I definitely want to, you know, thank you, Mike, for letting us uh, record it here at your store at GameSwap. Come down to GameSwap and check out the latest video games. Mike, you got any, uh, you know the address I don't. Maybe you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 112. Northeast Court Square, beautiful downtown Lincoln. Man, the best town in the damn country. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the day. Depending on the day. Yeah. Well, Mike, you Just had a good. Try not to catch it on court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, watch out for the street preachers <laughs> and the and those freaky ass twins are around here, man. There God damn. Go. But anyway, Mike, you had a great idea for our first uh, pod or podcast, as I like to call it. And uh, this is definitely dedicated to all the puds out there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shitload of you, so yeah. hopefully half of y'all listen. Yeah, exactly. But, we're the king of the puds. God damn if anybody well. knows. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not, you know, that, that's the thing, you know, just having fun with this. It's all in fun. And, you know, just don't take it too serious, you know. We sure as fuck ain't. We're not going to take it serious. The only thing I feel bad about is, is Jason has actually got a degree in communications <laughs> and broadcasting, so he's legit, and I'm Shit. kind of the scrub that's <laughs> here for the ride. I'm over here laughing my ass off. <laughs> I'm like legit my ass, man. You know how much technology changed since I got that goddamn dude? I got that degree in the fucking 90s, man. <laughs> we, we actually had a class in smoke signals. <laughs> Have y'all heard this carrier, <laughs> carrier pigeon shit? <laughs> Telegraph me. Oh, that's a little too new school for me, my oh, boy. That, 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 uh, that was a pioneer. That was the, the, the 90s was, uh, was the breaking ground for everything. It was, man. Too bad we're not there anymore, mm. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I got to do with my degree. Yeah. So um, I, it was worth every fucking time. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, of course, I mean, now, you know, as, as far as, you know, the technology back then would have cost you thousands oh, of dollars Jesus, man. as opposed to now, which you just can download pick up it. now. Just download it. Shit. <laughs> man, this is a straight up honest guy true story. And you know, I do some music uh, recording too. I've, I've fucked around with music off and on, you know, as well. well. I bought a old school, you know, recording device. It's called a MIDI Production Center, a Kai MIDI Production Center. I spent two grand on that son of a bitch, man, in like 96, 97. Yeah. Took it up to the pawn shop about two years ago to see if I can get anything for it. The guy told me that he got more process power on his fucking cell phone and could do more for free with a free app, man. So, yeah, after crying. That's depressing. Dude, I mean, you know. Yeah, needless to say, man, I have a $2,000 paperweight. Yeah. But um, that's just technology, man, and it has advanced. And, you know, 
I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, Mike. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, man. You know. Well, you know, and, and there, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, that that collectors are looking for as far as old equipment. True. Unfortunately, we never had that. We stuff. never, <laughs> we never had the stuff that everybody's looking Look. for that is on the big collector market no. that's worth, you know, hundreds to a thousand dollars. You know, and these hardcore collectors are looking for that specific thing. Never had that specific no, thing. No, 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 no. We may have had it ten years ago. And we sold it for yeah. fifty bucks. Then we got the Radio Shack ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, Almighty man, I got a closet full of fucking Radio Shack. <laughs> of course, I worked at Radio Shack, so <laughs> might have something to do with. I don't know. Maybe in twenty years, Radio Shack stuff will just go through the roof. Man, I hope so, man. And I miss Radio Shack. I just want to go ahead and put. It. I know there's still a few stores open here and there, but uh, man, I love Radio Shack. I miss it. It, it was, was convenient. Uh, very convenient, man very convenient you know especially for like the electronics enthusiasts and you know the hobbyists and stuff man you know if you needed a transistor if you blew a resistor man you can just shoot so your ass a, on up you so, know and that's a plug for a for a company that's a pretty much dead <laughs> this is a shout Radio out shack. <laughs> shout out to wayne sisk yeah if you're in the house man <laughs> this is for you brother <laughs> but uh well mike you had a great idea man for our first uh subject matter you know like i said mostly what we're going to discuss is old school wrestling we're huge wrestling fans uh we've both been in the business we've both been in front of the curtain behind the curtain we've both been promoters we've both done booking we've both performed in the ring uh, so I think we have a pretty decent insight. But most of all, we're fans. We're fans, man. We're fans. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we went. We were fans before. We were fans after. After. Yeah. Um, the current product's a little up in the air right now, but yeah. uh, you know, we always go back to the stuff we grew up on, and you know, '80s wrestling, especially the Crockett's, obviously being from right outside of Charlotte. You there know, was questionable stuff back then, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, during that 80s and 90s. There was a lot of questionable stuff. <laughs> there, there was some things, and I'm sure as this podcast moves along, we're going to dig deep in some of these things. But uh, The one thing that seems to get the the most, let's say, heat, it, it, it gets a lot of flack, is the Jimmy Valiant, Paul Jones, Army feud. The absolute, in our opinions, we've discussed this numerous times over the last twenty some years. But both of us, I can, I think I can speak for you, Mike, as well. That uh, the greatest feud of all time. I think, <laughs> I honestly believe it. It really was. It went yeah. so many years, and looking back, and you know, I, I had to, I had to dig back at, to where it all started. Uh, absolutely, I think it was. I mean, it was just the classic good and evil yes. feud. Between these two people that absolutely hated, hated. each other. And you, hated. you felt it. There was never a time. You had Dusty, you had Flair. You know, they had their feuds. Great feud. And feud. then they, they, you know, they, they teamed up when yes, Flair sir. went face, you know, and, and they battled, you know. The Russians. Wahoo, the Russians, yes. Tully. Right. Um, but never at any point was there a peace between... Never. Paul Jones and Jimmy Valiant. And, and, you know, I'll even add to that point just talking about Dusty and Rick because, you know, some would argue that's the greatest feud and brother. That's up there in my book as well. But, you know, Rick always had his fans. Absolutely. You know, Paul Jones, obviously, in the older days, yeah. you know, before my time was huge and he was over a huge baby face. But, you know, we're sticking more with the Army with era. The Army era. And after his wrestling. You, right. After his wrestling. And I even, you know, was digging back to see where this thing started. Between Valiant and 
Paul Jones. And as far back as I can figure was during that 81-82 era mid-Atlantic when Sir Oliver Humperdinck was in the mid-Atlantic area and was having a feud with Jimmy Valiant. Right. Now, some of uh, the House of Humperdinck was, was his stable. And that consisted of guys like the One Man Gang, right. Greg Valentine, uh, Gene Anderson, uh, Ray Stevens, I think, and maybe uh, maybe a couple other guys, but one in particular, Paul Jones. Paul Jones, and this is when he was still active wrestling. Right, wise. and what a and what a roster, what a stable, by the way. Yeah, wow, that was, that was a big. Was, Ivan Koloff was another one in that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and just a uh, you know a little side note you know not to interrupt you Mike but you know Mikey is as much more of a historian than I am Mike's been into wrestling a lot longer I didn't get into pro wrestling until around eighty five give or take and maybe toward the end of eighty five and of course I'm a historian as well but I just want to throw that out there Mike really has more facts and more um, lineage than I do so even hearing this hey, now hey, I'm like just, wow man this yeah. is this is interesting the hell out of me you know well I just you know I I, I remember it. You know, I guess you know, what from what my parents told me, you know, I was watching at an early age and just continued on and the stuff I can remember, uh, as far as remembering stuff that I saw on TV was back in eighty one, as far as I can remember back. Which would put me about five years old. Right. Probably um, your first memories. Oh yeah. For you sure. know, obviously. Right. Uh, I remember the house I'm predicting. Right. For sure. Uh remember Jimmy Valiant and Jimmy Valiant was a wild guy. <laughs> this is the wildest person I've ever seen in my life. Right. And, and, and you know, just to, to kick it up on my personal level with me, you know, me and you've discussed this a couple of times. I have a holy trinity of, of wrestlers, you know. Uh, obviously Hulk Hogan introduced me to pro wrestling through the A team and other Absolutely. pop culture, you know, he was mainstream, you know. I'm sure at some point a podcast will get into the Hogan Vince McMahon marketing. I'm you hoping, know, juggernaut. <laughs> I'm hoping the podcast gets into an A team. Oh, hey man, brother, <laughs> that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Well, we we got some format then, man, because you know how I feel about the A team. Absolutely. Um, but you know, like I said, du- I mean, Hulk brought me into it. Um, Dusty Rhodes, who is my favorite wrestler of all time, Absolutely. he will always be my favorite. I identified with Dusty, and Dusty made me kind of care about wrestling, I guess. I mean, I was just such a fan. But the one individual wrestler that I saw before I saw Dusty Rhodes, I saw Hulk Hogan first. Mm-hmm. The next wrestler who just, man, it blew my mind, and that was the Boogie Woogie Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the three biggest heels on the East Coast from Florida all the <laughs> all way, way up, up to New York. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, uh, the biggest baby faces. Ever. 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 And the Boogie Woogie Man captivated me because he was so crazy, Daddy. You know, he, he, was, had, he was a wild man. He was wild, man. He, he was so unorthodox, and he was entertaining. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm watching wrestling again because the Boogie Woogie Man has is, is captivated me. And then, of course, Dusty come along, and I'm, like, well, I'm obviously going to watch wrestling yeah. now. Horseman come along. I hated the horseman. You know, you know how oh, it yeah. goes. And and I was addicted. Yeah. And, and really, man, I've always said Hogan may have been the needle, but the boogie woogie man stuck it in, and I was injected. You know, yeah. I don't want to say I was injected by Dusty Rhodes. Well, I might. No, don't say 
let, let me rephrase that a little yeah. bit. But uh, if you will, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah risky business for real. <laughs> but uh, well, let's get back to what you were saying, Mike, just to kind of get back on track here, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, as as far as that goes, now flash forward. I, mean, I know Jimmy did some stuff in and out of Memphis in between that time, but around. 83, 84, right, right at the end of 83, the beginning of 84, it really started uh, the feud with Jimmy Valiant, Paul Jones. Uh, and at the time, Paul Jones was managing the Assassins. Um, and that's where it pretty much took off at. Um, the biggest thing was the cutting of uh and you'll remember this oh, yes. i remember it i saw it I, I saw it as a kid i'll never forget it uh the cutting of jimmy valiant's beard right right the assassins still a little before tie, my time but tied yes. up tied up jimmy valiant in the ring to the ropes and paul jones came in with the scissors and if you've ever watched this check it out it's on youtube uh you can check it out but, you know, the assassins have Jimmy Valiant um, tied up, and he's flailing, kicking around, and here comes Paul Jones with these scissors. Now, Jimmy at that time had, had a healthy, healthy beard. <laughs> right. uh, it was a big beard. It was easy top level. It is huge. And Jones just comes in with that, those scissors, and this is, this is the scary <laughs> part. He's coming in hot with those scissors and just taking that beard off. Like, oh my God! (laughs) Brutal. What if if he cuts too high? Right, take half his chin off. Jimmy's losing a chin. (laughs) But it was hot. It was hot. Hot. Oh my God! And the people were just, you know, just beside themselves. They were in tears. Jimmy. They just cut off this man's beard. And and I think it's also a testament how Boogie Woogie reached out to the people to to get this kind of emotion, man. You know, that was the thing. It was his connection with the crowd. Absolutely. You want to be hated, cut that man's beard. Yeah. Instant heat, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not far after that, uh, Jimmy was giving some great, just some great promos, just man great interviews uh, about, you know, he, he had to go home and, and, you know, whenever his young son was born, yes. you know, that's when he stopped, you know, obviously he's had that beard for, for a while, right. but, you know, he, he, had, he had stopped shaving because his young son was born and he's had that beard ever since he was born and he had to go home to his son with no beard and his son didn't recognize, recognize him. him. Oh my God! That broke your heart. That's a heartbreaker. That broke your heart. That's a heartbreaker. (laughs) And and you're listening to this, and it's like, oh my God! You felt the man's pain. I can't imagine this. You felt his pain. Yeah. You literally felt, and you also felt the hatred. Yeah, exactly. To to the man who caused this. Yeah. (laughs) Something as simple as cutting a man's hair. I mean, beard. And and he's, I'm going to get you, John. I am going to get you. Everything I'm going to take the assassin's mask. I'm going to take your hair. I'm going to take everything you have. Payback. Now, on the flip side of this, Jones is cutting some great stuff. Oh. About Jimmy Bay, and it's it's not funny at that time. But going back and listening to this stuff, and it's also on YouTube too. 
<clears throat> he is he is cutting some great promos on. He's got Valiant's beard in a Ziploc he, he bag. Ca- he kept it as a he souvenir. He kept it in this bag. <laughs> and he actually takes it out. And is making fun of the Boogie Woogie Man, holding it up to his to own his- chin. <laughs> Getting so much heat, man. Do you, I mean, the, the, you, I, once again, to sidetrack just briefly, you know, because I have an issue with today's current product. You know, yeah. we've talked about that, and I'm sure that'll come up as we do this podcast more and more. But that's more heat right there in that interview segment that I've seen on WWE TV. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. in years, in years. Absolutely. And it was just by cutting someone's beard. It'll grow back, people. But my God. You know, and the hair versus hair matches were, oh. were, were a thing back then. Oh, you know, man. they were a big deal. Uh, I mean, To the, my knowledge, that, that had never been done. Right. And, and not only that, man, but it meant to, in my mind, as a, as a kid, as a Mark kid watching this thing, even as a Mark adult going back and watching it now, mm-hmm. man, that hair versus hair had more behind it than any title match. Because oh, the titles were yeah. competition, man. The titles were athletic competitions. This was straight up personal. This is personal. This was pride. This, this, this was, was, yes. Um, you couldn't put a belt on that feud, to be honest, no, man. No, there, absolutely. It, it no, I think that's the reason Jimmy was never put in a, a title spot. It, with the exception, you know, early on in 83. Right. With the TV title. TV, right, right. Um he was never put in that spot because, he honestly, didn't, he didn't need he, it. He didn't need it. Didn't need Period, it. man. He was so over. I really do think if you would have put a title in that feud, it would actually take oh, yeah. it away from it the would. feud. It, it would have made it less personal. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because even when Dusty and Flair, it was always about the belt. Mm-hmm. Who was the bull of the woods, you know, as Dusty used to say. Well, Paul Jones and, and Boogie Wookie, man, it was about pride. It was about, you know, being done wrong, and it was about just emotion. And, oh, yeah. and, and that was what was so great. Now, now, if we could take and look at this, I don't know. We're still in experimental stages of this thing. Sure. So if we can, if we can take a look at this, this interview with Paul Jones, and this is the one with, with the beard, and yes. and obviously, <laughs> the, there's some stuff that's going to happen, but there is so much going on in this interview from beginning to end. It. it yeah, I don't. I don't know why people shit on this. I really don't, because it's stuff like this. And, and if you get a chance, go look at it uh, at, at this era. It's '84 era, and you can look at everything. There's even a playlist on YouTube. The the it's called uh, is NWA Mid Atlantic 1984, a year in transition. I've I've actually saw some of those links and. That that's where you're gonna pick up most of this stuff as far as seeing what the progression of the feud in '84 between these two. And, and you know, you brought up a pretty good point, Mike. You know, a lot of people because I was on one of the uh, fan sites on Facebook, you know, and uh, the Jim Crockett fan mm-hmm. site. And you know, there's a lot of shitting on this particular feud. I see it a lot. You oh, know, yeah, I, I, I know, and I also get to a lot of people on this page. You know, are older, and you know, they remember Paul Jones when he and I, and I understand that. You know, because I, I could see how you, when you're coming up and you're so into a certain wrestler and then they change their gimmick like they did. No. I can understand that, man. But on the flip side, I think there might be a little bit of 
maybe a little closed-mindedness going on that's unwilling well, to see the the genius, man, because as great as a wrestler Paul Jones was, and I've, I've watched some of the old footage, and he was great, man. He obviously was a tremendous talent, tremendous you wrestler. Think, you know, at this time, it was, it was just Paul Jones. I mean, Gary Hart would pop in and out. Sure. I love Gary Hart. Oh, Gary Hart was great, I man. I love Gary Hart. One but, of the all-time greatest. But... Gary Hart was never there for the long term. No, no there was, he was not going to be there for the long term. You couldn't get invested in him. No. You just if, cannot if invest. If he wasn't the booker, he was not there he, for the long exactly, term. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is pre Cornette. <laughs> exactly. Uh, JJ's coming in and out around this time from right. Florida. Right. And you know he's got the Long Riders, but and eventually Buddy Landale in in '85. But this is all Paul Jones. Yeah. Paul Jones is carrying '84. On his back. As as one of the top heels. Yeah, and he was great. Heel managers. And he was so good at it. You know, that's the way I look at just the the talent of Paul Jones in general, man. As as going from being this babyface, hugely, tremendously gifted wrestler to one of the most hated heel managers. I mean, and, and, and come on, man. Yeah. And 84 is a tough time for, Hell yes. for Man Atlantic, too. Yes, it was. We've got Vince's picking off wrestlers. Yes, you know, sir. He's, he's buying out. You know, he's got Steamboat. He got Piper, Valentine. That's right. JYD. JYD just left you. Um, yep. It's it's a the, tough time for them. So the expansion know, was going. Yeah. You know. Um, so it was a tough time for Dusty. It was a tough time for the territory. Right. And I think everybody was there uh, at that time. You, you saw who was working. Right. You, you saw who was who was really going and who really busting their ass to get everything over. Yes, sir. And, and Paul Jones is top of the list with yeah. that man. And I credit that. I mean, I know Jones was in you know North Carolina, you know a lot a lot of the time. He made North Carolina his home. Sure. But he was one of the Florida boys. Yeah, absolutely, he and was. This company became the Florida boys, well, and, and they really saved a lot. Crockett, of this. And, and you know, honestly, man, Florida was hot. Man, yeah. you know, I mean, Florida was on uh, fire. Dusty. I mean, Dusty. Dusty came out. Of it there. goes right back to Dusty, man. Yeah. And I mean, and, and you know, like I said, we're definitely going to get into some Dusty as we go, because like I said, everybody who knows me personally knows how I feel about Dusty Rhodes, and hopefully, maybe some people who don't know me will listen to this podcast and learn how I feel about Dusty. But you know, Dusty was the greatest, man. Absolutely. I mean, he was the greatest in front of the camera, behind the camera. I mean, he was just the, in my opinion, Dusty Rose was the greatest entertainer to ever live. But we will get to that at yeah, some point. Sure so let's, let's get back on Let's Paul. get on this yes, interview. Yes. Let's get on this interview. We're going, we're going to watch along with this interview right now. And, you know, it's just mostly just for us and our reaction right. as far as, you know, guiding this whole story along, this whole arc. <laughs> that is so cold. That is tremendous. That's a lot of beard. That is a lot of beard. That's a lot of heat. Yes. And good Bob, good old Bob Cottle too. Bob Cottle gets his props on this show, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> the voice of pro wrestling. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now here, okay, here we're, we're looking at the assassins <laughs> tying up, and man, Jimmy is wild, man, right here. He he is so haggard looking. Yeah, I mean, he actually looked if he had cut off blue jeans and a bone, he would look like one of the it's moon dogs. It's a moon dog. Yes. Absolutely. Moon dog Jimmy. That's how full he is right now. But yeah, he is oh going my to God. town. I mean, he's they going are to town with the that scissors. Thing, it is scary. And Jones is just... 
And he's smiling ear to ear. Ear to ear. You don't say that about the Boogie Wood. And you know oh who's god. coming. Oh, oh my god. It's Greg Almond. Right, Wait, here, no. Here, look. Pocket. And he's ready. Oh. oh. He's got those scissors out. <laughs> and it could have been. That could have went south. That could have went very south. I love the kiss he's, jacket. He's rocking that kiss. Kiss army. Oh my god. The kiss army. Oh. Poor Bob Cottle. <laughs> Scared to death. <laughs> and you believed it. Absolutely. You believed, believed it. it. <laughs> oh, poor Bob. Oh. <laughs> Bob Cole's scared to death. <laughs> this, is, this is the day. This is the day I die. <laughs> this is the day the Man snaps. Man. Oh. This is it. He's just waving, waving them around, man. Waving the scissors around. Bob Cole is just like, oh my God. I'm just... We've always heard, don't run with scissors. <laughs> don't do it. <coughs> But the Boogie Woogie Man doesn't live by your rules, man. He never did, and he never will. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Now, and, and, I don't know if you, have you ever seen that. No, no, that's really? the first time. That's really? the first time. Okay. Yeah, like I said, this is a little before my time. Before I started watching, when I started watching wrestling, and, and I know we discussed this earlier, and I may be jumping ahead. If, if so, we'll pull back. But when I first started watching wrestling, it's right when Pistol Pez turned. And I had just gotten into Pistol Pez being the Boogie Woogie Man's friend and his partner. So, in fact, the first wrestling show I ever went to at West Lincoln High School, the main event was the Boogie Woogie Man versus Shaska Watley. Now, okay. no okay. longer Pistol Pez. Yeah. So this was right around that time, and man, I yeah, swear we're to about God, getting to that too. Yes. In fact, uh, just a little another side note as far as the podcast goes. What we're about to go into is kind of why we decided to do this thing to begin and with. That was the spark. That was the spark plug that, that started that started the whole thing. Yeah. That was that was the, the the ignition point that really just got this thing going. Because once it is, it's, it's but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, we'll, as this goes, because there's so much that just happens. Right. I mean, there is so much of the story. I mean, it could be. We're not going to get this whole thing in on one side. I mean, man, this is the greatest feud of all time. I mean, this may go and into a two-parter uh, or a trilogy. A lot of history. Yes. A lot of history. But coming out of this is when uh, going into the Boogeyman Jam. Right. Once again, a little before my time. Yeah. The, the inception of the Boogeyman Jam, which was a dusty idea. It sounds like centered, Dusty. Centered around Jimmy Valiant, you know, to to get another big event like their Starcade. Right. You know, before the bashes. Before the bashes. Before anything like that. Right. This is this was the follow up. You know, as far as that in between big show, a uh, summer show. Right. Uh, for the Crockett's and you know to to kind of weigh in on you know the Starcade right. event. Summer event for that time was going to be the Boogeyman Jam. So that was going to be a tour, correct? Or was that going to be a one off? 
as far as I know, uh, they they toured it around. Okay. Uh, the big show that they had had would be um, their their big payoff show, but they toured around. Kind of uh, build up to the right, build up and build around to it. Right. But their their big payoff was going to be uh, Jimmy Valiant against one of the assassins. Right. Uh, it was going to be hair, was this hair versus mask. Hair yes, versus I mask. do remember this one. Yes, uh, that was the big thing. It was going to be the hair versus yep. mask. Uh, the assassins, of course, would be there, but uh, Jimmy would have. Uh, Dusty Rhodes in his corner and Dusty Rhodes was coming down That's, and this was the big thing it, it was the big uh, gathering if you will no pun uh, intended no pun no, intended, no pun intended. Uh, Jimmy's friends uh, you know his, his wrestling friends and what we would know as the Jimmy Street people right right <laughs> so you had, I'm you had Dusty. You know, he was, was the main man, right? Um, bull was bull in on this. Not one? Yet. No, okay, okay, a little before the bull. Yeah, okay, the bull wasn't in, into it at that point. Yeah, he would be later. Um, JYD. Oh, okay. Um, but that was short lived because he was on transition into to New York. He was going from he was going from Watts to Crockett on up to WWE. Exactly. I got you. Um, I didn't even know he made a stop. I, yeah. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. That's, 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 was, I'm loving the short. podcast, man. I'm it learning. Short. I love uh, it. See, who else was in there? Um, I'd say a few others, if I can remember correctly. And you have to go back and look at look at who all was, was in the territory at, at the time. time. Right, right. I think you know, maybe even Buzz Tyler. I, I was about to say maybe, a, yeah. Um, but. Uh, Bugsy McGraw. Bugsy. Bugsy McGraw. Uh, another almost underrated. Forgot, I almost forgot about Bugsy. Bu- Bugsy was great feel, too, I feel, man. I feel shamed on that. That was Bugsy, Bugsy was a weird cat. Yeah, he was kind of like Boogie Woogie, man, to a certain degree, as far as being the, the unorthodox. You know, kind of crazy. Didn't need <clears throat> didn't need a belt or anything. Like no. just just kind of went on his own. On his own. Rufus. Rufus R. Jones. Rufus R. Jones. Yes, sir. Another one. He was um, up there like that. Just yeah, he was in he was in that that valiant street people crusade but one in particular and it came off of a uh, it just came out out of a promo with Jimmy on on the streets you know on the curb in the gutter having the blues I, I the think I, re- blues. I remember this this vignette I remember this and uh, a limo comes up picks up Jimmy Valiant and I'm for whatever reason, limo. I have no idea. Boogeyman Blues. You know, you, you, you don't, don't think a limo. You don't question it. <laughs> you, you know, you go with it, it man. You, you go with it. it. But out of out of nowhere, walks up this thin, let's say, top heavy not, woman. Not not big. Not 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 the big mama, is it? It is not big mama. The big mama. <laughs> And brother, she was big. She was. God almighty. Yes, she was. Boy. You know, like I said, she was big up top. Big guns, brother. But she probably weighed maybe 75, I'm going to say, pounds. man, soaking wet. Soaking wet. But hell, 50 but pounds were titties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
goddamn. Man, the first time I saw Big Mama on TV, I thought my 3D. I thought my TV's in 3D, oh, motherfucker. Lord, I was like, Lord. God almighty. Was, <laughs> Son of a bitches some, were melons. It was something. <laughs> it was. There's racks and then there's Big Mama. Yeah. This was. This was you know, we grew up at a time with Dolly Parton. Yes, yes. And. Big titties were the thing. <laughs> they really but, were, man. Yeah, like big asses woman, are now. This, you know. woman, this woman overshadowed Dolly Parton. Oh, dude, literally, literally, literally overshadowed. <laughs> literally, but she comes walking, sashaying up. I think that's when I hit puberty. By the way, is yeah, first time I saw Big Mama. I was like, damn. And something, something stirred. Something, something stirred. <laughs> and you had to love her promos. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those were oh. <laughs> Oh baby, I can't. Buggy, woogie. <laughs> and they, they were together in real life, right? Absolutely. Yeah, husband, yeah. And why? That's his old lady. That's, that's what I thought. I thought it was a straight up shoot, but yeah, yeah. But she comes in, and you know, she she walks up to the limo. She looks honestly, she looks like a street. She walker. looks like a prostitute. <laughs> she does, man. She does. And I think, and I'm still not convinced. I, I think that's what they were shooting for. That's yes. in my mind. That's what they were shooting well, for. Well, didn't Anything Jimmy? Else, I don't know. Tell Dusty at one point that he could have a, a run with Big Mama. Didn't he say that in an interview? Yeah. At some point, yeah. so I mean, the it whole was. It was. Share my old life. Of course, you know, it was. A, it, it was, was a, a different time. Man. It was a different time, and you know, Jimmy was. You know, he was his, his, his biker. He was his. It know. fit his gimmick, man. Yeah. Well, you could share my old lady. Yeah, I mean, it just fit. And hell, man, it may not even be a gimmick. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I say gimmick, you but know, I think it's just. Hey, you can share my old lady. Hey, man, you know, be. Be who you want to be. Brother. Be free, brother. Be free, brother. Especially when you're the boogie woogie, man. You can do it. Oh, <laughs> hey, there's enough to share. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> but, but I want to interview She has got this voice that is unlike any other. And is, you, you would know it from anywhere. She from the country, man. Oh. She from the sticks, man. Boogie woogie. <laughs> he picked her up at the holler, people. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> So she, she a, comes on she cut, out. She can cut one. I tell you, she can just cut one. Oh, Big Mama, man. Big Mama <laughs> the big, the big, <laughs> the big Mama Appreciation Association right here, brother. <laughs> I miss you, Big Mama. If you out there, I miss you, Big Mama. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, but this, you know, and this starts off the boogie, 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 <coughs> boogie, boogie uh, man jam, right. 1984. Going in summer, hot. Uh, we get to the boogeyman, boogeyman jam, um, that main event uh, with Jimmy and one of the assassins. This was, <coughs> and this was going to be the uh, the tall assassin. And if you know, Jody Hamilton, yeah, was the shorter, stockier, right. meaner, the one that talked, you right. believed. Every word he said, right, mean. He was the the stuckiest. He was not in this match. He was the taller, more fit, trim, muscular, silent assassin. Right. That was going to be in this. So of course, you know, during the match, you know, we get we get kind of the the schmas there at the end, and uh, looks like Paul Jones is going to interfere. Looks like the, the assassin's going to take the victory. Uh, 
up pops Dusty Rhodes. Gets to the assassin with the bull rope cowbell, which, you know, the bull rope cowbell, he is tied to Paul Jones to keep from to interfering keep, right. in this match. But he hits the assassin. Jimmy gets the pin with the big elbow. One, two, three. Done and done. Done and done. Now it's time to unmask Take it off. the assassin. And think this was ever going to happen. The Assassins were huge. This was a big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Right. This is one of their big tag teams. And off comes the mask. And who is it? Big Mama. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a hell of a slur, brother. <laughs> I think that would have been hard to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to take a lot of duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> so who's under the hood? Hercules Hernandez. I remember that. Of course, at that time, nobody knew, knew who he was. Hercules Hernandez right. was. He was just working under that hood. Right. And guess where he would be going just right after? He's following JYD. Yep. Up to New York Trail. Man. New York, New yes. York. Yes. To become Hercules Hernandez. Hernandez. And then later on, just Hercules. Just Hercules. <laughs> Which I was a fan of Hercules Hernandez. Yep. I was always a fan of his. He was good. I always thought he was a little underrated. But, 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 but yeah, yeah, but. Guy. He could work, man. Yeah, had a million dollar body, man. He could work. Yeah, he, he needed some management. You know, he well, he was with Heenan for a while. Correct? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, sure. yeah, he, he needed. Yeah, a lot that, of his run was with Heenan, Heenan until you know the fateful time that you know. Power and Glory wasn't it? Power? No, no. Uh, actually, I just watched this. Uh, <clears throat> what was it last night? Um, when Heenan sold Hercules. That's to the right. million dollar man. That's right. And the whole slave thing became a thing, and then the turn with Hercules. That's was, right. That's absolutely. That's yeah. good. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, tune, uh, stay tuned, people. <laughs> we're 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 gonna get in all this stuff. So after that, um, get to a, there's only one assassin, right. and he is beside himself, hot. Right. It's hot, hot, hot. Nobody has ever done this to the assassins. Right. Uh, so it's just Jones and the assassin now. And they're going back and forth. They're, they go into a series of tape this match. Uh, and after that, um, get to this weird, weird thing where the feud kind of goes stagnant a little right. bit. I think uh, Jones brings in the Zambui Express. Right. I don't know. I'm not familiar. familiar. I'm not familiar. I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, so I remember uh, it was was Ray Candy and um, I'm trying to remember uh, his tag partner's name. I can't remember offhand. Would it be fair to say that around this time is maybe when the Army started taking its, I guess, taking its shape as far as bringing in unusual exotic type wrestlers you know oh absolutely do you think this is a a spark of that or if you take a look at um the zambui express you can kind of see where this is kind of um kind of taken off because that was the thing about the army because when i first started watching i think the army consisted of like the barbarian uh tijo khan was in there uh shaska had just just joined um, and and I'm trying to think. Was Abdullah a member of the army? 
I think at I, one time. I, one I, time. I, yeah. Uh, no, actually, yeah, definitely at one time during the 85, uh, the 85 stand. Because it seems like Abdullah was, because Abdullah scared the shit out of me. Oh, man. yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get into yeah, wrestlers who legitimately scared us, you know, because yeah. uh, just a side note, number one for me is Nikita Koloff and always was and always will be. That motherfucker scared me to absolutely. death, man, back in the day. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, but, but Abdullah was up there. And, and, and I know we're going to get back on the timeline here, but just a you know a little side note that I want to say. That's what I loved about Paul Jones's army, is that with Crockett and NWA in general, they didn't have the cartoony wrestlers like WWE had, but when they did have them that were really gimmicked up, like Abdullah, like T.J. Khan, you put them with Paul Jones and, and Barbarian as well, yeah. and it gives them that reality. No, you know what I'm saying? It almost like it brings a certain amount of, uh, I'm not trying, legitimacy, I guess. You, you know, it's like, well, you're all crazy and, and cartoony, but we're going to put you with the Army to face Boogie Woogie, and it made perfect sense, yeah. man, and it worked, and it was realistic because Paul Jones is going to all these crazy corners of the world that, you know, that we don't know about to find these unusual wrestlers with skill sets to bring down the Boogie Woogie, man, man, because a regular wrestler can't do it. No. Definitely. There you go. As far as the Zimbabwe, I am familiar with them. I do. Yes. Like a like a like a Muslim type army. Yes. Dressing fatigue. Kind of uh, militant Uh, black type uh, gimmick, you know. And they were out of AWA, correct? Or I think uh, I honestly want to say maybe we had Leroy Brown and Ray Candy. Right. Um, And they had taken on the. uh, Because I do remember this tag team. Working names at that time. Uh, uh, oh, Kareem Muhammad and Elijah Hakeem. Yes. And, and let's give a little shout out to this tag team for being a, really ahead of their time with they this, man. Definitely I mean, ahead of This was a decade before one. the nation. Oh, I for mean, sure. I mean, you know, and they were for rocking sure. it, man. You know, uh, what uh, I remember of them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I do yeah, remember I, them. I think it was definitely a, a, a jumping point. They weren't there long. Right. Obviously, they were going... Very controversial in the 80s. Absolutely. Controversial today. Absolutely. You know, this was in the 80s, man. Yeah. And Like I said, I was not familiar, but once I'm seeing their pictures, like, yes, I do. I, I remember them in magazines, mm-hmm. and I remember that they did have that first, that I can never remember that militant black, you know, um, Malcolm X type, Absolutely. you know, down with Whitey, blah, 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 you right. know, that, that was really popularized with the Nation of Domination years and years later, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so once again, man, you know, looking back and just seeing people ahead of their time, man, knowing how to ride it out like this, you know. Yeah. And uh, and in a, in a weird, in a weird way, uh, weird transition. Like I said, it was '84. Yes. It was a lot of weird stuff going on. Weird transition. In stuff. general, yes. Um, you know, Zimbabwe he brought them out from Florida as well. Those were Florida guys. Um, but in a weird turn of it. Oh, and. And this is this is why it's so deep as far as the Jimmy Valiant Paul Jones art. A man comes into the territory unlike any other at that time and takes it to a whole different level. And a, a man and a woman, I should say, and take it to a whole different level and instantly become enthralled in a feud with the Boogie Woogie Man 
Adrian's would be Adrian, Adrian Street, Street and yeah. Miss Linda. Yes. Once again, a little before my time. It was unlike any other. And we're, we're flirting with, uh, you know, almost like a homosexual type yeah. of gimmick. It, it was a gold there. dust gimmick a decade before gold right. dust. And, you know, they were, or Adrian Adonis, you know. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the first to have that um, endogenous type. You know, is he straight? But he's got a woman. But right. You know, once again, yep. head of the time. Exactly. You I know. thought it was. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, even today, just like we were talking about Zimbabwe Express, man. Even with today's, you know, everybody's more open now. Of course, from homosexuality, things like that, man. You know, society's getting a lot better of accepting people. But even today, with that acceptance that we have, man, that would still oh, that would still yeah. be controversial, yeah. man. You know, and once sure. again, we're back in the 80s, sure. a time that was not very politically correct, no. man. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to a Jim Cornette promo from my 1984 on the Zambui Express to worry about. He's also got Adrian Street. There you go. Okay. Now, here's the genius of this whole thing is, guess what? These two get in each other's way to get to the Boogie Boogie Man. Boogie Woogie Man. So, they're feuding. There, it's it's it becomes an issue between Jones and Street. To who gets the boogie woogie man? Right, and it actually turns uh, an unturnable person. You would think at that time turns Adrian Street babyface to side with Valiant against. Paul Jones's man. And here's the thing, Adrian Street and Jimmy Valiant make perfect sense together. For whatever reason. It it, it makes perfect it, sense. <clears throat> it happens. And like I said, man, I and personally it is good. Yeah, I missed this feud. I, I know of it in my history, you know, my research going back. And you, you once again, man, how how could someone who's playing a potentially homosexual character Right here, and and I, I love the great state of North Carolina, man. It's my home, and I love it. But let's be honest, man. Even by today's standards, it's still a little touchy. Yeah. I mean, but I this. go back to the '80s, and oh, yeah, this man, sure. uh, it almost makes you wonder who else but the Boogie Woogie Man. Yeah. You know, Dusty, maybe, 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 but. Maybe Dusty could pull it off, you know. I mean, but maybe, maybe not. But we well, know Dusty for did sure. Pull it off. Well, Dusty did pull it off yeah. with this whole idea. That's, and that's he it. Made it and, it, and it worked, man. And it worked. And you know, once again, let's ask the question: Could that have worked with anybody other than the Boogie Woogie Man? Maybe once again, but we know for sure it worked with the Boogie Man. Yeah, that we know. Yeah. And I mean, man, that's just a testament to how over oh, yeah. you got to be. It's huge. And once again, it's man, super huge. Yeah. It was super big. Um, but this puts us in with Adrian Strait. And Adrian Strait, unfortunately, was not long for the territory before he would move on. Right. Um, not to WWE. No. <laughs> Believe no, it or not. No, yeah. No, definitely not up, not up north. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he may have went to Memphis after that. Yeah. Or may have, may have went. Mid-South, maybe. Or world-class, maybe, at that point. I'm not 
I, I, I don't know. Check that. No that's for another pod. That's, yeah, that's another podcast. Yeah. Went after that point. Okay. Uh, it you know puts us back to you know, Valiant and Jones's stable. Um, at that point, and there was some inner fighting between the assassin and Paul Jones, which turned the assassin babyface. There you go. There's My another. God. There's another one. Another unturnable heel turned babyface because of Paul Jones because and Paul Jones. Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so you've got the assassin complete change of heart because of Jones because of the wrongdoing because of Jones. I like to think the boogie woogie man might have a little bit to do with that too. Maybe the boogie woogie man got in his got in his heart. Could have. You, you know, Could if have. you accept a boogie woogie man, he will come hey. to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got but the you Sunday, have to, Sunday sermon on yeah, the, I the mean, boogie woogie. Brother, don't get me started, Daddy. Oh my lord! <laughs> but uh, there you go. But Jones still has the San Luis Express. Right. It's a big deal. This is going to take us into Starcade '84. Right. And. The now infamous street fight. Tuxedo. Right. Tuxedo. Street, it was street tuxedo. Fight right. Between Jones and Valiant. This will be the first time that they've actually. Oh, is this the first match? The first match really? that they've actually gotten together on. In this, like ever, or just with this feud? No, just with this, this feud. feud. I got yeah, you. This feud, as far yeah. as this feud goes. Right. Uh, that, okay. Jimmy's going to get his hands on Paul Jones. Right. So we're going through, and of course Jimmy's stripping down Paul Jones, and he's got him. Uh, Paul Jones has the Zambo Express in his corner. Um, Jimmy's got the assassin in his, and the assassin's also ducked out in a tuxedo. Right, right. I'm yes. And going through the match, the referee takes the bump. You know, he's not seeing what's going on. Jimmy's got. Jimmy has obviously got Paul Jones pinned. Out of nowhere, who comes in? J.J. Dillon. Right. Hits Jimmy over the head. It looks like a bottle. Right. It looks like a, a straight-up beer bottle. May have been. cracks him over the head. You know? And you know, the assassin one, Buzz Holler, and, and Zambu Express fighting on the outside. Dillon... Jones over for the cover. The one, two, three. There it is. Now, the stipulation behind this match was... You had to strip him down, correct? Uh, no, the stipulation actually was. You can get pinfall or submission. Okay. Or, um, there's no disqualification. Which, I, you know, no disqualification. I don't even know why they even bothered with the, the Samoas at the end. Uh... But the stipulation was the loser leave town. Right. Ah. Is this uh-huh. the birth of uh No, it's not. Oh, okay. You would think you would yeah. think that was coming. <clears throat> but the only time they ever did that was in eighty three. I'm talking about the Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown from out of town. Charlie right. Brown from out of town. Right. No idea who that man no, was. No, no, nobody really ever figured it out, did nobody they? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody figured it out. And he came from the same place as the Midnight Rider. Rider did, yeah. yeah. Parts unknown. Parts, parts unknown. unknown. A lot of people came from parts unknown. He's from out of town. Yeah, r- r- well, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> but he's from out of town. But we just didn't know who he was, and the, the mystery he's remains. Unknown parts out of town. Unknown. 
the, the name of the town was Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown. <laughs> I think, is there a place actually called Parts Unknown? I, I got a feeling that somebody has had to have, have named a town or a little municipal Something, man. A precinct or something, it man. It like it would be in New Mexico or Arizona. Arizona. I'm thinking Arizona. I'm thinking smack dab in the middle of the desert, you know. You really have to think that there in year 2018 there was a maybe Montana maybe maybe Montana (laughs) but this puts Jimmy on a hiatus for straight up hiatus this is no Charlie Brown he's out out, he he, he is out of town he is out of town for I cannot remember if it was 30 or 60 days one of the two but he is he is on a hiatus to to give this thing a break. Yeah, let it cool off just a little bit. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, at this time, the Zambo Express moves on. Uh, you mean out of the territory? Out of the territory. Um, they're gone. Uh, Paul is building another army. He's looking at talent in particular. He's looking at a Tully Blanchard. Okay. Now this I wasn't aware of. Okay. All right. Uh, he's also at this time bringing in the Barbarian. Right. He's also bringing in the former WWF champion. Oh, boy. The superstar Billy Graham. We need to do a podcast on how, in my opinion, that's one of the most drop balls in professional wrestling history. Very it's, well could be. Uh, I've always said, just a side note, maybe some for a podcast later, I always personally felt that a superstar Billy Graham with the tie-dye mm-hmm. during that period going against a Ric Flair would have been money. Uh, well, that goes back on your boy. I, your boy he, he wasn't perfect, man. He I wasn't perfect. perfect. But <clears throat> even Dusty himself had one of the greatest feuds. With, with Superstar, with man. Superstar. Yes. Of course, this was not the Superstar of, of, of that, who, that, that we time. knew and loved. You that, know. Time, this was a totally different. This was this karate. Was, this was a Kung Fu Superstar. Wow. Um, drop balls, man. I mean, drop. I mean, I was always a huge Billy Graham fan. He was one of the best promo cut of all time. I mean, Hulk took us so much from him. You know, him and Dusty were always who's better. You know, I mean, I think they fed off each other so great. But man, what a wow! Master from Calcutta. Yeah, man, it just uh, coming uh, in like no other. Yeah, see, even that's smooth, man. Saying those little (laughs) superstars. I mean, that's smooth, man. It It, was, but it just didn't go with the nunchucks, man. It It just did not go with the gi. No, man. With the superstar. It was not the superstar. No, and, and and of all the characters and wrestlers that did not need to change their gimmick, no, was was that one in particular? But it, but we digress, man. But but he was in the army. He came in as, was, as a kung fu. As, as the kung fu master from Calcutta. <laughs> but the barbarian, uh, new guy, looks, Exotic looking man, God, scary, crazy. Nuts. This guy will eat your face. He, he will. He's a cannibal. <laughs> yes, I mean, for real, man. And he is going to eat, eat you, you. And, and just beat you up and, and just kill you. Pinfalls do not matter. The no. man is just, no. he's hungry. He's hungry. there for lunch. Hungry. And that's it. That's it. And only Paul Jones can control him. Uh, and even then it's hard. Right. Exactly. The, the relationship with Tully does not last because, honestly, Totally was too good for the army, man. It was it was not a good fit. Right. It you just had, uh, Tully was, you know, 
on, on a whole different plane. On that's what I'm so. saying. He was too good, really. He man. Was, I won't say he's too good because too good's too uh, too strong. That's concept. a bold yeah. statement. You know, Jones had a lot of great talent true, in his army. True. And, and then we're going back to that thing. True. Of, you know, the army. You know, his stable getting shit on because. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think, to me, in my mind, I don't know that there was any better at that time except for Ole Anderson. Then the assassin number one to make me believe he is going to be the hell out for of real. this person for real. For real. Right, right. Yeah, I'll give you and that, man. I can see he that. says, yeah. I'm going to listen to it because, my God, it's it the truth. It's the truth. It's real. Right. I'll, I'll give you that, man. Yeah, I, I take back that. Yeah. You know, he did a fit, just, man. No, I mean, you had Jones's strong personality. He had Tully's yes. strong personality. Right. There's a Tully didn't need that. Right, man. He was already, he had it. He was, he was already there. Well, I'll say this then about the Army, man. They, those guys could use that mouthpiece. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, maybe that's what I'm, when I say too good, that's yeah. what I'm going with, With the man. exception, you know, say like the Assassin of One. You sure, know, right. Assassin, you know, he just threw a great promo. Assassin Two did not talk. Right. Zambu Express, they did, did not did talk. talk. Very rarely, but did not talk. Right. They were just there. They were muscle. Right. Barbarian. I did not talk. He, he, if he talked, man, it would <laughs> ruin the done. gimmick. You know, yeah. Done. <clears throat> Superstar, that was a whole different thing, but we're getting, to, getting yeah, back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, Winding Circle. that up. Uh, but uh, around this time, uh, looking 80... This is probably starting to get in 85. You know, we're, we're starting to go into 85 with this thing now. With Jimmy coming back. Which is around comes about back the time. And just sparks that feud up again with Paul. Picks it right back Jones. up. Picks, picks it right it, back picks up. Picks it right back up. Guess what, Jones? I am back. And he is and looking he for revenge. Straight into it. Yes. He's got his sight his sight set, man. He's been out and he has been fuming and stewing on this for the last sixty to ninety days. Absolutely. So he is on a mission. And he's only one person in his sights, Paul and that Jones. is Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Yes. Well, and it's real. Let's get. It feels so real. Let's get him back in the hornet's nest. Yeah. Superstar and barbarian. And it keeps taking those beatings. Taking those beatings, trying to get to Jones. Boom! Here we go. Guess what? It's time, time for uh, it's time for the boogeyman to bring an equalizer in, a partner. Oh if you boy! Will. Yes, because you can't take on an army by yourself, Absolutely man. Not. You cannot do even the boogie woogie man, as wonderful and great as Jimmy Vale is and always has been and always will be. Even he cannot take on an army by himself, no. man. And this is a legit no. army. So he's gonna have to bring in. The bat. Honestly, it's it's an axe handle. Right, what right. It is. He calls it his old lady. I remember that. Yes. It is. I, I do remember that. A, a a big handle of wood. Yes. And the first thing. Before hacksaw too, correct? Uh, this is before hacksaw. I would yeah. say definitely. For I don't sure. think hacksaw had the two by four in, not, in not mid south. Not at that point. Right. Not at that point. Uh, and. Jimmy goes straight after Paul Jones. Wipes out, you know, the barbarian wipes out Superstar and goes straight for Paul Jones and injures Paul Jones' arm. Now this is where he has to catch. Now, you know, Kayfabe injures his arm. You know, in real life, you know, 
Paul Jones does have to have arm surgery. Right. Um, but you know, that and they, uh, that will put Jones in, in a sling. Yeah. So that the angle, so that angle, angle lines angle up. Lines up. Right. Fortunately for Jimmy, you live by the sword, you die by the Absolutely. sword. Absolutely. And during one of these altercations, he actually beforehand injures uh, the barbarian's arm and they put him in a in a in a work cast. Right. Uh, but Jimmy loses the uh, his old lady and, and the you know, Paul Jones gets it and uh, hits hits Valiant. So now you've got the heels have his old lady, his, yep. his axe handle. Uh, barbarian's holding. Is it, yeah, Barbarian's holding Jimmy straight up. And Jones and Superstar have one in, and they run close, close line, lined him, close yeah, lined him in the throat that. with that thing. Yeah. And all hell breaks loose. Uh, we got we got you know, the, the blood coming out of the mouth. All this. I remember the, the, Buggy the selling that, And everybody in the place is going nuts. They have just killed the Boogie Woogie the Man. Boogie Woogie Man. <laughs> the Boogie Woogie Man the is splitting up blood. Boogie Man. He's spitting up blood. Never seen anything like this yes. before. Oh, my God. He's oh. I remember These guys that have, angle. Have, yes. have just fucking killed the Boogie For Man. real. Yeah. It's for real. And it's, it's just got real. Because I don't remember seeing blood coming out of mouths before no. that. No, no. You know, no, the fact no. that the only time I remembered after that was with Johnny Weaver. Johnny Weaver. That was the next time I really remember that. Absolutely. You know. Those things stick with you. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> that, that's the thing about, about it, man. This is the time you yeah. started. This is, a, this is it. Because I remember them hitting him when they did that double clothesline. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? You, yeah. You, I mean, really. It's like, come on, man. You don't you do just, that to the boogie woogie, oh man. Oh, my God. You know, this was right around the time I started tuning in. We will never see him again. Again. No, no. Because he's, he's bleeding out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't now, happen. This is watching this Saturday morning. Yeah, this is right after cartoons, man. Yeah. This is you know. This is Saturday morning. You just watch this happen. This shit got real. Oh God. I mean, it was it, serious. It, you, the rest of your Saturday was, was ruined. Oh my God. <laughs> God. I man. can't. I can't go. I can't go play. No, no, because all your friends and cousins and everything else done watched it too, yeah. man. Everybody's concerned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the hell, man? You can't go out and play damn flag football after seeing the boogie woogie no, man no, on, spitting on out phone. blood. You're on the phone. You're on the phone. Are you outside? Like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Y'all see that? Dude, don't even talk about the first day back at school. Oh, oh my God, that Monday. Man. That Monday yeah. was hardcore, man. Yeah. I mean, we had shit to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, we had real shit to talk about, man. Like, yeah. you know, will the boogie woogie man make it? Yeah. You know. So there again, it was a big deal. It was a huge The emotions. Huge deal. And that ain't just with kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the adults, man. That was everybody. That's how much this impacted everybody. Exactly. That's and how. In the area. Because the territory. And, and, and it was huge. But you know, leading up to this, you know, in, the, in the following weeks, of course, you know, Paul Jones is beside himself. Uh, at this point, we see the rare uh, Sandy Scott coming in <laughs> and, and making a ruling that you know, I forgot things about have Sandy gone Scott. too far. Things have gone too far between Jimmy Valiant and the Paul Jones Army, and. and which has more realism, because yeah, nobody ever yeah. saw Sandy Scott. Yeah. Hell, I forgot about Sandy Scott. Sandy Scott, you didn't see Sandy Scott. Unless that shit was serious. Unless it was serious, big, big title, big, big, 
big, big deal. deal. Absolutely. It was a big deal. Uh, came in to make that ruling, you know, from, from the NWA that, you know, this thing, you cannot, you know, uh, not big moment, I'm sorry. Uh, Jimmy Valiant's old lady, the, the axe handle, could not be used anywhere right. anymore. Banned. Banned for Banned. life. Right. Banned. Uh, and, and also that Paul Jones and Superstore and the Barbarian were going to be suspended for what they did to the Boogeyman. Okay. Now, um, that's a big enough deal. Um, Jimmy Valiant is there in the following weeks. He's got his throat taped up. Right. I'm, Cannot yeah. speak. I remember that. Yes. Cannot speak. Yes, sold the hell out of him. Yes. So he has to have somebody there with him to communicate for him. Uh, he's also using a chalkboard and a piece of chalk to write on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't remember that part. I don't that know. I'm going to have to go back and look thing, for that. Is a thing of... of it's, it's a thing of... <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, you just have to see it. Yeah, I'm going to have to, to, I'm have to pull have this to out, man. But that is the way he is communicating on camera is uh, <laughs> full commitment. Now, now is he, is he so, drawing pictures? or no, is he? <laughs> no, no, he is writing words. It would be even better yeah, if he was yeah, doing hieroglyphics or something. Pictionary. Dude, dude, it's all John Stick to break him in half. Ah. <laughs> Have his hair cut, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Drawing out, you know, scissors and. <laughs> that would be great, honestly. Stick figures with X's on <laughs> their eyes. On their eyes. Yes. Frowns. Frowns. <laughs> frowns. But he is communicating through, through the, the talk board. Selling the it, cameras. Man. Selling it. And there's one particular interview with Bob Cottle that is priceless. It's supposed to be, you know, it is. It's supposed to be the serious. <laughs> <laughs> it is supposed to be the serious moment. And it's no fault of Bob's. It's no fault sure. of the Valiants, but it is, I find it just unbelievably hilarious. Where Bob Cottle is, is interviewing the boogeyman, and he's having to, you know, write all his chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> And Bob Cottle just spouts out, I have communicated with <laughs> Damn it, Bob. <laughs> Putting it over. Putting it, it over, over, man. Putting it over. We're, we're watching, Bob. We're watching. We're, we're here we're with here you, brother. With you. We, we're we right him, here. We see him writing on the chalkboard. We can see what he's writing on the chalkboard. Now, Bob, he liked uh, to have a couple drinks here and there, didn't he? Wasn't that, wasn't that one of the that. rumors I, back in the day? I, I don't or? know that that was, that was the case. I, I've heard rumors of that. So. I don't know. It just. I think he, was, <laughs> he just came off too, too straight lace for any of that nonsense, too. Maybe afterwards, maybe. Maybe. After maybe. Some, of the, maybe. some of the stuff that. Well, he's <laughs> dealing with the boogie woogie man. If you're dealing with the boogie woogie man. I, That'll I make you dream, man. He's, he's, he's slinging around scissors and communicating with chalkboards and. I don't even drink, man. I might have to get a beer after that one. Ooh, you know, I'm not going to lie. And then he's got Big Mama coming out. Now, that's enough to make you want to take Bob, a couple shots. Bob. <laughs> hey, I was up here, Bob. I was up here. Let me tell you. 
McCall got put through a lot of shit. <laughs> he saw a lot of shit. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, man, we, we've said it earlier in this podcast. We're going to say it again, man. Bob Cottle, in my opinion, the only true voice of professional wrestling, man. Well, I'll say for that Gordon area, saw Lee as well, I man. Love, I love Gordon. I, I think so. But for mid-Atlantic area. For our time. For our time. That was – Bob Collins it. It was it, man. No, you didn't get any yeah. better, man. He made it. I love Crockett. I love Shivani sure. too, man. Yeah. But, but, and I love David Crockett. A lot of people don't. I even really love, I, I, and a lot of people disagree with me on this. I love when when Weaver was with I did too. Bob Collins. I did too. I, I loved Weaver. And, and, you know, man, I know once again, just kind of going off the rails and, and getting it back on, Just I, I just want to give props to David Crockett's commentary, man. A lot of we people hate on that. it. We definitely that, that's that. a that's, underappreciated. Dude, he he no who who's what, give me one more commentator that sold anything like David Crockett. Man, Jim Madden, Ross. Well, he, Jim he, Ross. He, yeah, he's a great one you too, look, man. He's a great one. W, yes, w, absolutely. W, oh, no, 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 sorry, uh, with the uh, UWS. The old Yeah, man, he was and great. Then you go into that 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 raw, you know that the raw stuff and. and Attitude era. But, oh my God! Yeah. But but people give him his props. Yeah. You know, whereas whereas Crockett man is kind of the opposite. People dog him, I, and I'll give another I one. I think, and, and I think it's because you know, Ross comes from that that history of it. He he knows. A student of the game, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Knows, he knows what's going on. He knows what the holds are. He knows. You're right. Scientifically, the same way with Gordon Sully. Sully, yes. Uh, Lance Russell, yeah, another one. That, you know, David was just—he was it, just a fan. He was a fan. He was a fan. He was a, he fan. Was a fan, and he loved it. He loved it. And, and know, I, all of it. And dude, he, he could care. put over anything. Yeah. Shivani was there. Shivani was there I, for the holes. Yes, yes. But Crockett was the color Crockett, man. Oh and, and I've always said, man, Magnum TA could be eating a bowl of freaking cereal, and David Crockett would make you give a shit about that cereal. Look, Tony. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, Tony. Tony. Look, 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 Tony. Look, <laughs> Tony. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, Magnum TA poured a bowl of cereal. He didn't have enough milk. We're going to be coming back to you before the end of the program, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to let you know if Magnum TA found his milk. And man, motherfucker, I would send Magnum TA milk. I would go to the store. I'm like, holy shit, David Crockett. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, Vince McMahon, too. I put him over as another great commentator that maybe doesn't get his props. Well, but that's another podcast, yeah. man. That's yeah. another podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, announcers will definitely be be a good subject for us to do. Well, we're, we're going from here. Um, okay, well, we well, Jamie's throat's hurt. That's he, right. He's okay. injured, yeah. Communic- and, and, and Bob Cottle communicated. Communicating <laughs> via the, the chalkboard. chalkboard. The chalkboard. And Dusty's there. Dusty's, Dusty's uh, just trying to help out. Helping out, putting him over, man. Uh, uh, let's see where it, where it goes from here. Uh, this is the start of Valiant's War. Right. This is where the the army and the war really starts. This is where it starts again. Personal. Personal. Right. This is everything. Uh, from here we go to oh well timeline history on this. Wow. Okay. Um, I believe we go to the dog collar match at this point, right? Uh, which was another, you know, and you know he makes the comeback off of that. He's, he's a lot better, right? Obviously, 
Um, but you know, from that, we go into the dog collar match that, that uh, Bang is pushing to have with Jones. Right. And off of that, it, it's just another great promo. Uh, so we have to have to look that up, and because uh, Jones gets the surprise from one, a, a little, you know, one, a little fan. Right. Who's this kid? You know, nobody knows who this kid is until, you know, the kid turns his, his back to the camera and yes. says, Boogie Woogie. Boogie, yes. Little Boogie Woogie. Yes. I remember that. Yes. And Jones opens up the present, and it's a dog collar. collar. Dog collar chain. Yep. Dog collar. And, you know, the kid lets his hair down. He and it's the, the boogie. Boy. It's Lil Boogie. Lil Boogie. <laughs> This is Lil Boogie. This the original Lil Boogie. The, uh, boogie dance and all that. <laughs> and Jones goes nuts and he comes, where did this little yard ape come from? Yes, I remember that, man. I that was, was in the floor. What the hell? I was in the floor. Yes. <laughs> and he just loses it. Absolutely loses it. Uh, let's see. We're still in 85. Yes. Going in. This is we're pretty going, early. This is. We're going into... Bash. Yeah. Going into the summertime. Yeah. We're going into All the right. bash, right. going into the dog collar match. Right. Um, going into the dog collar match. Nothing is on the line, believe it or not. No, it's no nobody's hair. Nobody's hair, nobody's <laughs> beard, nobody's nothing. This is just, just a straight up a straight up dog collar right. match. Uh, just because. Yeah, right, it's, right. It's a great a grudge, match. A grudge, grudge match. match. And it's, and it's Meantime, Jones's army, which you know, at this time, Abdullah is at it. Yes, this and, yes. And they're in the bash against Manny Fernandez. I was going to say the Bull is a part of that. Buzz Tyler and Young Sam Houston. Yes, that's right. That's well, right. Yes. Would you like to take your guess at who? Who, the <laughs> who took the pin on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, who, you talk who, about a workhorse. Who's, who's a fall down guy on that one? Hey man, but what a workhorse, dude! Oh, well, yeah, hey man, no, absolutely. dude, for well, somebody for who sure. lost so many matches, he was so over. Yeah. I mean, I love Sam Houston, yeah. man. I mean, I pulled yeah. for him, dude. He was always the underdog, and even when he lost, he never really lost anything because you kind of knew he was going to lose anyway. Right. You know, and, and he always fought hard, man. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I was a huge Sam Houston fan, yeah. man. I really was, still am. Yeah. Uh, it had more weight on him. Yeah, that that's what killed him. He was a small guy. He was. Well, he was a small guy. Well, compared. As much as he was just a thin. 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 He was tall. Very thin. And he, and he, Too thin. Because, you know, Barry could do it, but Barry would. Barry had some weight he, on him. Yeah, he did. He did. It wasn't like Kendall. Kendall was. Kendall was a stream beam. Bro. <laughs> I mean, no, God almighty, man. He hide behind a damn fence post. For real, and never be seen again back in the day. Obviously, that changes. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, you yeah, know they, think back, they turn you know, back into the blackjacks, you know. Think back, you know, when Kendall was back then, you know, he was so thin and just couldn't, couldn't get it. Right. You know? But then you flash forward to the 90s and that whole, you know. The redneck thing the they redneck did. Thing. And he was a hoss. He was filled out. He was a hoss. He was probably like the most intimidating guy in the group. Yeah, it I took mean, a little while, man. Um, it but, took 20 years. But my God, he, he finally hit yeah. him. 
but, but not 20. about 15, 15, give or take, you know. So, all right, so let's uh, let's keep going, man. So we got the dog collar match. We got the dog collar match. Uh, it comes ahead on that one. Yeah, he won. Yes. Uh, getting in the feud, obviously, it's just. And this also started branching out Abdullah and Manny's feud to go into Starcade later in the year, which is probably one of my favorite matches of all time, man. That was that Mexican death match. That was brutal. Jesus, man, that was extreme before extreme it was, was even thought of, man. Very. Like I said, to this day, one of those matches is always going to be one of my favorites because it sticks out. Yeah. You know, back when blood meant something. You, you, yeah. You, for sure. you know, when you saw yeah. a bloodbath like that, the whole. That was that, that was, was captivating, man. Yes, yeah. that, was, that was a mess. Yes, it was brutal. Man. It was a brutal match, man. Bloodbath. Bath. They just there is no point to this. Just <laughs> no, to, man. No technical just hurt. Just just going there, beat the absolute dog shit out of yeah. each other, and to put on the hell of a show, man, and a spectacle. And you know, once again, a little side note on that. I'm sure the podcast will go into that. Our favorite matches and stuff like that as we go on, you know. And, but, yeah, man, I just want to put that little side note that, that this feud with Paul Jones and Boogie Woogie Man led <clears throat> to these two being put in a little program and together. A program of their own. Right. For sure. You know, which, once again, man, it is, you know, equated into one of my favorite matches, the most memorable matches of all time. It didn't even include Paul Jones or Jimmy Valiant. Exactly. You know? Just to show how this feud splintered off into other directions, it man, is. you know, that really, just to show the importance of it. Right. Um, oh, This time you, you see the superstar actually started go back to his roots. He, he, yes. he made the turn. He went baby, right? He went baby face on because you know Jones had blamed him for not you know getting pulling get, his weight, pulling his weight. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. And that puts uh, superstar and uh, barbarian in it. Yes. Which once again uh, I would love seeing for a starcade. Yes. Going in the starcade. At this time, the Jones Valiant feud cools down. Right. And doesn't stop. Doesn't. doesn't quite it's stop. Just, it cools down right. because of another hot manager that has come in to the territory and has started the feud with Jimmy Valiant and his street people, and that would be. Mr. Jim Cornette I was going to ask if this man had a tennis racket. And the Midnight Express. Express. Right. And, and talk about heat, bro. It was. It, Holy it, yeah. Jesus. It was. It was a good, it was a good feud leading up to that Starcade match uh, between those two because uh, and you had two different different types of managers. You had Paul Jones. Who can whoop your ass? I mean, yeah. You know, For real. Yeah. He, he can whoop your he, ass. He, he can go. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't afraid to go. Exactly. He knew how to wrestle. He was a little more straight for... He was kind of mean. He was more yeah. mean. Yeah. Diabolical. A little yes. more diabolical. Yeah. Um, and here's Cornette. Comedian. Just, he is going to rip you. He is going to <laughs> insult you eight times before you even realize he insulted you the once, first time. Once, yes. <laughs> in, in, in a blink of an eye. Yeah. He was so quick. Uh-huh. And he was clowny. Yeah. 
and he was little. You everybody could whoop his ass, man. Can't everybody whoop Paul Jones's ass? No. That's just how it is, yeah. man. You don't have matches with the boogie woogie man if if you're gonna get your ass whipped, you know. But Corny, man, you know how I feel about Cornette. Oh man. yeah, that's you know, idol, you know. But he's got a tennis racket. Yes, he does. The great equalizer. Absolutely. Now you know it wasn't loaded, man. It was strictly for playing tennis on his off time, man. You know, his tennis lessons. Yeah, you know, Mama Cornette paid for tennis lessons, but he never loaded that thing. Do you know in real life, man, he actually, I was watching or listening to a shoot, he actually did load it for real to to get out of the crowds. I think he put a horseshoe in the son of a bitch. (laughs) For real. In there. To hit fans. To fans because fans (laughs) wanted to to kill him. Kill him. He literally. And his guys. Yeah, and, and, and he did it without breaking kayfabe. What? Ain't that the greatest? Yeah. <laughs> he literally had to load it for his own personal. He have to fight his way. I mean, that, that was and Big Bubba. They were huge. And, I mean, even Bubba, had, he was legit bodyguard, man. Right. I mean, he needed to have that backup. Yep. You know. But, yeah, so. So, so I, I think at this point <clears throat> we, we should probably. This is this, this is be our, a good. This is our good cut point. All here. right. At the end of 85. All right. So yeah. we'll come in 86 of it. Probably start off with again. Is this for the Shaska? This this is going to be a lot, a lot of stuff happened in '86. You're right. A lot of stuff happened in '86. So we pretty much did the prologue, I guess you could say. We we covered from you know basically the beginnings, kind of the the beginnings in in '83 to '85. '85. '85 was hot. Was a big year. 85 was hot, uh, brother. There's a lot of stuff that happened, but there's a lot more about to happen. Yes, and it's like I said, this is what I'm finding exciting about our next podcast here is this is when I was really coming into into the sport of pro wrestling. This is when I became a fan, and this is really the feud, man, that captivated me. I mean, you know, obviously Hulk Hogan in New York was great, and he would beat everybody. Dusty and Flair, obviously, man, was great. Dusty, you know, I'll say it again, man, I just could relate to him. But, man, you talk about drama, you talk about emotion, you talk about something that hooked me was the Jimmy Valiant, Paul Jones feud, which is what we're about to really get into, I guess, next week. Uh, it's looking like yeah. maybe a, a weekly podcast. Where, and, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if, if three or four of y'all are actually listening, we probably know y'all. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Well, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, y'all know us anyway. But, uh, you know, this is our first time doing this. Um, I want to say one thing before yes. before. I, I, I hate to leave this out of this. Uh, this we're still at the end of '85. You know, like I said, they were into the mix with with uh, with Cornette and the Midnight Express. Um, Jimmy's obviously you know, he's building up the street people still, and his, his building up own, his own army. Own army so, so to, a to a certain say, degree. To a certain degree, right? He's, he's building it. You know, he, with the you know. The addition of Rocky King. That's right. Which, which Who, yeah, a lot of this ignited because of Rocky King, and you know, and with with Cornette and the Midnight Express. Right. But one person in particular that joins this the Street People Army, and Jimmy knows this this person from way back down in Georgia. Miss Atlanta Live. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Brother, that's a podcast in itself. It is. It, oh, really, is. it really, truly is, it man. Is. Um, I was confused as a kid about Miss Atlanta I was. <laughs> I 
was like, what? Because I, at that time. Because I was used to Big Mama. I, I, I was used to Big Mama. <laughs> um, at that time, because at that time, Mid Atlantic, we had never seen or heard of Ronnie, Ronnie Garvin. No. No idea. Because he was a Georgia guy. Right. And that's um, how he came in. Yeah. Was, was as his alter ego, um, hey, man. It was over. It, it, it was huge. It um, you know. And like I said, that's a, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, a good place to start yeah, up. It is. You know, that that's a, a yeah. tremendous way to end our first podcast and to have a good cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> for next week. Um, well, Mike, man, this has been great, brother. No, this has been awesome. Man. This I, is, I really enjoyed this. I, I've had a blast, man. I knew it was going to be fun, but I didn't know it was going to be quite this fun. Oh, man. yeah. I, I'm, it I'm, is. I hope everybody kind of took something away from this. Yeah. As, as like I said, yeah, I I just feel that you know a lot of people is is talked down on it. Yes. On the on the whole feud and, and been a lot of negativity. Yeah, towards you know the whole Jimmy Valiant Paul Jones feud. Yeah, you know I just and even I, in, I think there not a lot of people have talked up to it. It's but a, yes. this was this was actually a very important. Part of, of Jim Crockett Promotions at that time, man. It, it, without that, what else would you? I think, mean, I don't. I don't know what would have happened without yeah, that. And, and think about all the television time that went into this feud, man. That that was just so important, man. Like, yeah, it drew people. In. It drew, it drew people. you, and man. Hey, I'll, me and you may not be here right now talking about this if it was for the boogie woogie. Man. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Once again, just to put Dusty over, Dusty may Flair, have been enough. Yeah, Flair was but, my guy. But man. This feud, I but mean, everything in between that, there had to be something there had else to be, in between that. And it had to be good, and it had to captivate you, man. It couldn't be for a belt because you already had the belts being challenged here and there. You had to have that, honest to God, emotional, and to kind of flip it and play devil's advocate, man. Being Sunday, I mean, excuse me, Saturday and Sunday mornings, you had a more, you want a little bit of that cartoony aspect too that the army brought to it without being hokey man right, that i think right. that's what i'm trying to say man is they made cartoony type gimmicks not hokey yeah 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 it wasn't it wasn't like you know up north right yeah. right uh these were it was a legit well, well I'll, I'll say this it, it wasn't like you know, you know feeding uh, feeding hogan or putting bobby with with the monsters and you know. sure sure uh, they, Another great uh, feud was crazy monsters and, and gimmicks and whatever. Right. These, to me, everybody in that uh, army of his, look at them—they were mercenaries. They, yeah, they were exotic types. Maybe they, I'm, yeah. I'm maybe no, I'm, no. I'm spending too much no, 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 into no. it. Or, you know, <laughs> there's too much Rambo into it. Or these were all maybe not enough. They were all mercs. <laughs> they were man. They were from different parts of the world that you had to seek out and recruit. Yeah. Dude, Paul, and it makes sense being the army. Paul Jones was a tire at that time, man. And well, I love. Still, he still had uh, at that time. He still had the suit. He was still doing the tuxes. Yeah. Okay, now, okay. We're going to transition into, into that the actual. For, we're going into '86, and we're going to go full blown with army, full blown army. And once again, man, I think you make a great point with that. That. They were mercenaries. Like I said, I, I always had, back being a Mark kid, thinking it was legit at this particular I thought everything was real at this point. I could envision Paul Jones going to certain 
deep, dark, <laughs> you know, areas of like Colombia or, yeah. or, or, you know, to the, to the, you know, far east, you know, and going to this like village and find like, you know, a Kabuki type or did, I, I think was Kabuki ever uh, under him? No. Well, he may have been. It, if he did, time, it was he, a brief. I want to say, now I do want to say, well, Kabuki may have been there for a short time. Right. He may have got Kabuki to come in for a little bit of time. Kabuki was mostly with Hart. Yeah, that's true. And that was uh, based out of Texas. He may have gotten a little bit, a little right. bit on that. And I think he may have gotten Kamala as well for that little, I think short he did. little, little deal. I think he did have Kamala, I which once say. again makes perfect sense given Kamala's gimmick. And uh, it's like he could but take. Those were, guys, you know, those were short term. Just one, you bring him in. One spot. You, right. Spot guys and you, maybe be there a month. Right. Just come in, do a Just couple feed, of shots. Yep. Feed the boogeyman. Feed the boogeyman. To, to keep the, the yep. feud going, man. Well, Mike, bro, I guess we're going to say uh, the our first official podcast with Mike and Jason uh, is coming to an, uh, an official end. Yes. Um, you know, definitely next week, man, we'll do the same pud time, same pud channel, you know. Uh, hopefully by the end of the day, you know, we got to talk about this off uh, off the microphone once we get done. But hopefully we'll have some Facebook information and some YouTube information and stuff sure. like that. Um, you know, once again, man, if you are one of the few people out there that are listening to us, friends and family, uh, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. You know, wanna, I, I do want to give a little shout out to our local federation, our local wrestling organization. I went, actually went and saw a couple of the guys yesterday and uh, – so this, you know, uh, our local federation is called the Millennium Wrestling Federation. Right. Uh, they wrestle on the second and fourth Friday of each month. Yes. So they will have, I don't have the date. I didn't come prepared, which um, if anybody is going to listen to this podcast long enough, you'll probably say yeah, it's going to we'll, be a thing we'll for a, me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get more information. Yeah, we'll get you a link you know, to everything and, and we'll let you know when, when the happenings are. Yes. And definitely, and there's other things going to be going on around town. We have a Comic Con coming up, uh, which coming is up next month. That's going to be phenomenal. If you haven't gone, please come and check it out. Um, obviously, Game Swap up here up in beautiful downtown Lincoln, man. Uh, once again, thank you, Mikey, for letting us come in here and set up. And hey, man, it's been a blast. It's been a, I've enjoyed it, man. It's and, easy uh, like Sunday morning. Hey, brother, I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. And uh, that's exactly – hell, man, maybe we ought to call it that easy. Man, yeah. I like – I don't know. I kind of like podcasts. I'm, I'm good with the podcast. Yeah, the podcast got a nice little ring yeah. to it. Uh, if you don't know what PUD means, we'll get to that a little bit later Absolutely. on. Uh, we'll probably have an episode just on that alone at some point. Yep. Uh, but for y'all who do know us, you get it. It will have, it will have different PUDs coming in. Oh, I ho- yeah. Uh, David Hayes, if you're out there listening, I'm trying to get your ass up here. Uh, PUD number one, get your ass up here, man. We d- definitely got to get a Committee of Pain reunion. That's another thing for our three or four people that may actually listen to this. Right. They'll, they'll already know what that means. Uh you know, we got to get the fellowship up here at some point, man. You know, I want to get uh, Blake and Chris up here at some point. Uh, you know, man, there's all kinds. Of, maybe uh, some of the old school wrestling guys we can get up, man, and try to have a sit down. You know, we can. Right. The sky's going to be the limit, man. The sky's uh, the limit. But most importantly, I think just, you know, to thank Paul Jones. Paul Jones and Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, man. Absolutely. Um, Paul Jones passed away not too long ago. Yes, very sad, man. uh, I think that was the spark that, you know, that that was one of the things that got running in my mind. He was just so underappreciated. Underappreciated, man. And I think 
across the board, man, because, you know, one thing that I had to discover, and, and you know, I know I brought up the Crockett fan page um, on Facebook, you know, in a negative way, a little negatively. Uh-huh. But, you know, man, on a positive note, they introduced me to Paul Jones, the wrestler. Yeah. You know, oh, I wasn't wow. familiar. Yeah. Um, so, you know, thanks to those guys, you know, kind of being like, well, Paul Jones was a better wrestler than a manager. Like I said, with some of the negative you know, indications of it, man. I was like, well, you know, I want to go back and watch some of these matches. I want to go back and watch some of these babyface promos. And my God, man, you know, I got turned on some pretty cool stuff that I wasn't exposed to as a kid. And uh, so, you know, it's a little negative, I think, that people don't appreciate the manager and or the feud and even boogie woogie man there's a lot of anti boogie woogie people out yeah, there they are. they're there really you know it's one of those things man where you just can't understand it but at the same time at least we all have a love for professional wrestling especially in today's environment man we may disagree about if paul jones was a better manager or wrestler but at least we can agree man that that era was special and it meant something to today's product just doesn't at least yeah, in my tough. opinion, it's it doesn't tough. happen. It's tough. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, you know, we'll get into that, a lot of that stuff later. Or how we feel about it and right. what we think is missing or lacking. And uh, David Hayes, if you're listening to this, man, this would be a great opportunity for you to come down here, man, because you actually still watch the product. Yes, I'm speaking directly to you, Pud. And David's also going to be getting his own podcast himself started, so we're going to hopefully do some cross-promotion and some, uh, you know, put those those guys over and they'll put us over and hopefully maybe even do some exchanges as we uh, keep this thing going, man. You know, this is just day one, man. But uh, I'm looking forward to day 101, man, million and one and onward and upwards. And uh, But, yeah, David, if you're hearing this one, man, that would be a great opportunity for you to come and balance us out, man, because you still watch it and other people – that still do watch it, man. I would like to hear their input and be like, well, hey, no, nah, man, you've got it wrong. You know, right. this and this and this is positive. And, you know, well, t- you know, like I said, man, I figured on this thing we're going to discuss, we're going to debate, we're going to have just all kinds of different conversations, man, on the, in my opinion, the greatest art form of, of, of all. Of all. Of all. And, I mean, it's pro wrestling, man. You have athletics, you have comedy, you have drama, you have action, man. And, you know what else gives you all that in one package and uh man i'm just proud to be able to have not only been a part of it but to be able to still talk about it man and uh like i said who knows we may actually get a little following mike i mean hell huh? ain't been one way to maybe find out people maybe people disagree maybe people agree we'll see that's why we're here yeah and uh you know like i said as we keep going man we'll keep innovating and uh you know, we want to bring it to the people. Right. And uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed doing it, man. Once again, Mike, thank you, brother. I, no problem. Man, this has been more fun than I than – I, I knew it was going to be fun, but I didn't know it was going to be this much fun, yeah. man. Just a couple guys sitting around talking about wrestling, man. But I guess wrestling. when you put a microphone in front of a cell, it just uh, – It just happens. It just happens, man. And it, it it's it's cool. And, well, it's uh, doing it. We do it anyway. Yeah, the only difference is there is a mic here, and, and we are – <laughs> that, that's the only difference and uh yeah man hopefully we can uh continue and like i said we'll grow with it and um hell i just hope the damn thing sounds okay shit brother i don't know we might get home now this may not this may never make it to youtube hell i don't know but uh well anyway i'm gonna sign on off here brother this is jason and this is mike thank you for listening to the podcast but get what get man <laughs> baby daddy <laughs> 
Until next time, people.